Welcome to Marginalia's Daily Readings and Prayers Podcast. This podcast is designed to come alongside you in your daily Bible reading and prayer, and to help you stay connected with the life and teaching of New City while we are unable to get together in person. You'll want to follow along each day by reading before listening, if possible. You can always find our readings and short prayer at newcitycency.org/readings. Today is Monday, May 18. 100 years ago, the late Pope John Paul II was born on this day. My name is Ryan Zhang, one of the popes, I mean pastors, at New City. For this Monday, our scripture readings are Psalm 37, Leviticus 25, 35 to 55, Colossians 1, 9 to 14, and Matthew 13. One to sixteen. What's the difference between the righteous and the wicked? The obvious answer is their actions. But why are they motivated to act and behave differently? And some people may point to the differences in their education, the environments in which they grew up, their socioeconomic situations, their positions in society, their religious practices, and all of these things certainly have an impact in our behaviors. But none of them can entirely account for the differences between the righteous and the wicked. There are some very righteous people who can't read, and there are some very wicked people in academia. Just being poor doesn't make you more wicked, and just being rich doesn't make you more righteous. You may personally know some very upright people that are not famous, and you may also easily name a few presidents who are very wicked. G.K. Chesterton, an English writer, he wrote, "Christianity has maintained from the beginning that the danger was not in man's environment, but in man. So, what is the difference between the righteous and the wicked? As all of you know, I'm very good at telling jokes, right? Especially bad jokes. But what's the most important thing about telling a good joke? Wait for it." Wait for it. Timing, and surprisingly, one sense of timing may also be the great difference between the righteous and the wicked. If you don't believe me, read through Psalm 37 again. This is a long psalm, but throughout the whole psalm, David carefully contrasts the lives of the wicked and the lives of the righteous. And one thing that constantly jump up to me in this psalm. Is David's description of time. Now, right off the bat, verse one: Fret not yourself because of evil doers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will what soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. And the same idea is repeated over and over in the psalm, verse nine: The evil doers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. Verse ten: In just a little while. The wicked will be no more. Verse thirteen: The Lord laughs at the wicked, for He sees that His day is coming. Verse twenty: The wicked will perish; they vanish like smoke; they vanish away, and so on and so forth. And in contrast, David says repeatedly to the righteous to wait for the Lord, trust in the Lord, and He will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light, and your justice as the noonday. The meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. The Lord knows the days of the blameless, and their heritage will remain forever. For the Lord loves justice; He will not forsake His saints. They are preserved forever, but the children of the wicked shall be cut off. And all these contrasts tell us that the wicked 
will soon be destroyed, but the righteous will remain and prosper forever. Now, of course, that is not how we experience life, right? You know, we see many righteous people cut off from the land while the wicked thrive. The righteous are kicked out of their homes. The wicked occupy the White House. The righteous lose their jobs for being honest while the wicked run Fortune 500 companies. We see the righteous die young while the wicked live long and prosper. If our life experience is at all that we base everything on, we cannot trust the song. It's pointless to practice righteousness. Turn to wickedness and maximize your life and your profits. Remember Harvey Dent from the Dark Knight movies? You know, he said, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened to him. He was the only righteous persecutor in Gotham, the White Knight. But after seeing the entire city burned down by the Joker and his fiance murdered and himself burned halfway to death, he said, that's it. There's no justice. I'm going to take justice into my own hands. And he went on a murder spree. And some people say that having near-death experience can change someone's perspective. It can make many wicked people repent and soften even the hardest of hearts. Well, we can also go true the other way around. You know, if you have practiced righteousness all your life and you were almost murdered by some wicked people, you know, you may be tempted to join their bandwagon. The difference then, again, is in the sense of timing. How soon is soon? How long is forever? The wicked may prosper in their whole lifetime, but compared to eternity, even 100 years is short. And one day God will punish them. The righteous may only live to their 30s, but in eternity, they will be blessed forever. Now, do we have the ability to see that far into our future, into eternity? Well, thanks be to God, we don't have to look too hard. Now, Jesus died at the hands of the wicked at the age of 33. For most observers, he lost. The wicked won. That's it. But his resurrection tells us that there is a future. And in that future, the righteous will prosper and the meek will inherit the land. The Lord will exalt him in the land. Now, Jesus died a hero, but he lives again. And because of that, we don't have to become a villain because God will eventually establish our steps. So let me leave you with a quote that is hanging above my desk right now from Edmund Dantes, the Count of Monte Cristo, who also suffered greatly in the hands of the wicked. And he wrote, Live then and be happy, and never forget that until the day when God shall deign to reveal the future to man, all human wisdom is summed up in these two words, wait and hope. Let us pray. Lord, mark the blameless and be hoped upright, for there is a future for the man of peace. But transgressors shall be altogether destroyed. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. You are our stronghold in the time of trouble. Amen. One goal of this podcast is to foster community and encourage personal reflection in this challenging season. So reach out to your community group, talk with roommates or friends or a spouse. And here's a question to help you do that. Now, can you share one experience 
or maybe a news headline where the wicked seems to have prospered, only to have their actions punished many, many years later. If you think this would be helpful to friends or family, please share this with them and encourage them to subscribe. Links to subscribe can be found at newcitizenc.org/social. Find more resources related to Marginalia's daily readings and prayers podcast by following us on Instagram at New Citizens Netty or Facebook at New Citizens. Thanks for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Take care.